we uh, talked about last week uh, the premiere of Better Call Saul. How it surprised us, how, how great it was, really. Yeah. And this week... We we uh, actually have two episodes to talk about because we didn't talk about the second half of the premiere um, and and then the episode that just uh, aired on Monday. So uh, do you want to cover them both? It's just like a package deal, or how do you want to tackle this? Yeah, package deal. I don't remember much for the second episode. I just remember the whole Tuco thing, Tuco bit, uh-huh. and how it ended. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and and to me that was, that was like a, a big part of of that episode. Yeah, we, we we get the bits with like his brother, and his brother has that like ooh cell phones and electronics can't deal. And 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 uh, essentially Jimmy's PTSD over, over that, which I thought I, I I don't know for whatever reason the second episode is my favorite simply because yeah it has that great um uh what do you call that suspense of of the desert scene which is like all right we know Tuco and and Jimmy are like we know their fates so it's weird how like you take out almost half of the equation and and really we know the other two guys' fates as well of, of Tuco's crew just not that that third mysterious guy and and, and the skaters but just those unknowns are enough to like leave some suspense as to like what happens next and it, it's it's executed great <laughs> i thought it was executed extremely well the the negotiation in, in the desert as far as like all right they're guilty but what's their punishment and like how it has to be fair and just was uh it, it, that that was great so i mean we, we can touch on that later if you want but i just want to mention also that like afterwards it's um the the dude do you know the the guy's name tuko's friend who like talked him down from just going tuko nacho. essentially nacho thank you so Nacho, you know, he hears about that whole, like, the dude stole, like, 1.5 million. Like, yeah, let's get some of that money. And, and it almost feels like you can see, it, you know, here that he is essentially part of what was keeping Tuco in check, like, back in the day. Mm-hmm. So that Tuco didn't get too power mad, didn't go too crazy and everybody. He's like, all right, here's, uh, I don't want to say his, his moral compass. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that, that, that is the case. It is his moral compass and that, like, don't just kill everybody, man. But it's still not a moral compass in, in the normal sense of the word where it's like he's, you know, keeping you on the right track, just a different track, if anything. And, and here he was saying, talking to Saul specifically, hey, like, yeah, I want to rip off these people. You know, you want in. You want to help. Get, you know, tell me where the money is and, and, and we can work on this and you'll, you'll get a, a cut of it and all that. And I like that because you had that coupled with Jimmy trying to recover from that that whole hearing the the leg snap of the skaters. Yeah. And and how, there's that one scene where like there's that constant snapping. Which by the way, what the fuck, dude? Like either eat the breadsticks or like why are they giving so many goddamn stale breadsticks? <laughs> this, that's, restaurants don't work like that. No. I don't think they do. Uh, and also. I guess Jimmy didn't want to want any of this cougar who was all talking up in front of him. But so there was that there was that whole thing, and I like that how they they had him go over how it affected him, and then also like you still see his shitty situation. You still see that like he's working, like he's definitely like that. His interaction gave him a morale boost, and it gave him a little bit more confidence in what he does and how he works. And so you see him make some progress, but they also are sure to remind you that like while he's made progress. He's not exactly successful yet. He's just getting by better than he was before, and he's and he's making more headway, like with the DA or ADA, whoever that guy is, who he's always trying to make deals with. And and I definitely like that. They also show that while he has the temptation to maybe take the easier way out, that has a little less like it's. 
I, I don't even want to. I don't know if it's morally gray. I guess it's gray because like these people are guilty because they stole the money. Uh, but like he doesn't want to really go down that route uh, yet. And they show him uh, sort of fighting his his urge to do so, despite it. Like yeah, fuck it. Like just just do it, man. Like if I was him in that situation, let's do it. Like yeah. <laughs> I need money. What's up? And, and and so I I for whatever reason I felt like that makes Jimmy a more sympathetic character in, in a way to to walt to like while walt had a lot of like oh, it's you know it's life or death and it's this or that it, it, it's still one of those things and, and yeah I, I feel like jimmy has a shitty situation and like walt had a shitty city uh shitty situation that also extended to like his home life um i felt like jimmy is showing more restraint and more resistance towards that that easier way out yeah, and and I, I think episode two encompassed that perfectly, showing the balance of really everything that the show can be so far. The desert scene brought back memories. Yep, back <laughs> it sure memories did, man. Of Breaking Bad, um, of Tuco, of Tuco, and that dude who's like, yeah, man, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, no, yep, this is it was a long way, a long time coming, apparently. <laughs> that that dude who just wouldn't shut up around Tuco. Yeah, and then um, yeah, going to the third episode, um, kind of get like a background of. Know, Jimmy, prior to becoming a lawyer, I guess, is actually in jail. His mm-hmm. relationship with brother, getting him out of the jail, blah, blah. And then, um, I guess, Jimmy dealing with Nacho's plan to, like you said, extort the uh, Kettleman's and him dealing with that. And then how he, when the Kettleman's end up being disappeared, or dis- disappeared, or whatever, mm-hmm. how he managed to twist that story around as he went, it was crazy. It was great. And, like, and even before then, uh, I, I'd like to point it back to, like, you, you see his conscience there. He's he's yeah. trying to warn them. I like how he initially, like, you know, it's keeping, up at ni- it's keeping him up at night. He talks to, like, their lawyers and, you know, that, that girl who we see in, in the previous episode, I think the premiere, who was like, who is she? Like, what's the relationship? We see there's a little bit of, you know, there's some, uh, a little bit of sexual, like, history there. But still beyond that, we still don't know the extent of it. And I like that it, that full extent is still sort of hidden to us, but that there is a little bit of um, closeness there, some fam- familiarity, and that he's sort of trying to confide in her and also trying to, like, have her warn them and, like, say, hey, yo, you know, this, that. But he's being, you know, he, he's not going to rat it out because he's already, he knows if he rats, he's dead. Like, that's it for him. Yeah. And, and so he has the same thing with Kendallman's where he's like, that conversation wasn't enough, and it's, it's keeping him up. Fuck it, let me go to a payphone and call them. He uses that like toilet paper or really paper towel with like toilet paper like trying to voice modifier thing. They can't understand shit that he's saying. <laughs> that was the great little like wh- what? How <laughs> you? We can't. We don't. And then like right before he hangs up, he just says, "Fuck it, you're in danger. Like <laughs> they're coming for you." I, I I dug that. I thought that was great, and I thought you know it's a great little comedic moment, and it's a great moment for uh, Saul as a character, or Jimmy as a character. And you know I don't even know if we can call him Saul yet, because I don't think he's really there yet. No. Um. And then in the end, when you know the Kettleman's leave and blah blah blah, or they they show it shows like they've been kidnapped. Everyone thinks Nacho did it. Jimmy thinks Nacho did it. And then when he goes to the crime scene, Jimmy looks around. and He's like, he's he makes up a story that kind of that ends up working. Um, mm-hmm. Sees a missing doll, and he's like, "Hey, there's a doll in all these pictures. He never leaves the house without her doll. Where's the doll?" So obviously, it could be that you know they stare, they're staging the kidnapping. Um, right. The whole Mike and Jimmy thing throughout the episode, and then ultimately in the end when Jimmy starts to fight with Mike, um, oh, yeah. and the cops are trying to get Mike to uh, press charges on Jimmy, so he give up. You know, Nacho mm-hmm. and. <laughs> You know, Mike being an old cop and what happened to him and everything, he doesn't really like these guys. He ends up saying, nah, I'm, not, I'm out of this. Because he hears Jimmy's story about what happened, and he, Jimmy's like, all right, fine, go ahead and charge me, whatever. And Mike's like, nah, whatever, nah, I don't want to press charges. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
turns out like Mike actually does believe though. Yeah. yeah kind of makes sense. And then Jim, he tells him the story that's similar. Then Mike or Jimmy goes to back to the house and thinks about it. And he, well, if they're not here, where could they be? Well, they probably didn't leave the neighborhood. So, so he goes yeah. back and then he goes to the woods. <laughs> the dumbass kettlemans are out there camping. White people, Marcus. Mm-hmm. White people <laughs> playing patty cake. Uh, I mean, I felt like the kids had some sense. Like, fuck it, yeah, let's go home. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Oh, it gets better. Um, so Saul or not Saul? Jimmy tracks him down and he buzzes through and he's like, "Yo, let's go home. Come on, guys, let's go." And Here's the Johnny. Like, <laughs> the wife's like, "No, I don't want to go." Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, "No, let's go." He grabs a bag and the bag ribs and boom, there's money. And Jimmy's just like, "Yep, yeah, yeah I knew it." <laughs> Essentially, yeah, I, I, uh, it, it was great. So like going back to uh the Mike like interaction with 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 Jimmy yeah. where it's like all right I like that there there's still like a lot of point of contention here and then like when Mike said like, yeah he believes him and it sort of explains why and sort of gives him hints as to like all right here's how, where you can look next that story of course reminded me of no more half measures mm-hmm. that that whole speech which is great it's like oh a great callback to that I like it you know it wasn't too overt but it's like all right maybe this is sort of the Mike is you know he, he can tell stories to make his you know get his point across you know that metaphors really but more similes than anything else but the end of that story it's one of those things where it's like no one wants to leave their home uh breaking bad spoiler and and really when we talk about the show in general it's going to be breaking bad spoilers and i'm really not going to mention it going forward unless it's very overt but that little bit was just like and then you see how how it was going to end for mike in in, in the show where it's like he had to run it's just one of those things where it's like fuck you know you you think back to how that went and it's just like it, it, it Definitely was a hard choice for him to make in order to do that, and that whole whole sacrifice he was trying to make, and then wasn't able to. Yeah. Man, it was it was it was it was like, oh, you guys really have to make that moment worse, huh? <laughs> like I thought it was it was bad enough, yeah. and, it was, and it was also like I, I I should probably go back and watch Breaking Bad again. <laughs> like this shows make me do that like a lot now. I just have to fight that urge until like this show at least finishes a season or something. But I I, I really liked that moment there that they had they had um. I like that Saul goes back to the house and goes into the desert behind it. And uh, I also like that the, the house is right there up next to a desert, you know? That's essentially how my house back is back home. It's right there against the mountain. It's like, yeah, you can just, you know, walk out and go go wander off into the mountain if you want. And and apparently, this is something I you have to be from Albuquerque to know about. The the area that they're, the Kennelmans are found, like, in camping, mm-hmm. couldn't have been near their house. Like, the, apparently the trees that were near their campsite aren't near located near where that house would be along the slopes of the mountain. Mm. But it's, it, it's still like, yeah, okay, that's that's a little nitpicky. Because, again, comparing this show to The Bridge, where The Bridge just said, hey, fuck it, like, we're... Yeah, it's all El Paso. El Paso's just there's no like city here. It's nothing. El Paso and Juarez, same thing. Whatever. Yeah. Like here, they're they're trying a bit. They're still using the setting, and it's like, all right, man, it, it, you you gotta you gotta make some exception somewhere somewhere along the way. Um, I also like that Jimmy, you know, that here's Johnny scene. Early, he did it earlier, like in the opening of of the show, with when his brother was there. Yeah. And th- for that one, it was more of a Johnny Carson. Here's Johnny. Yeah. Uh, the one at the like tent was uh, slanted more towards the the uh, Jack Nicholson version of it. And had this been any other character, I would expected him to be shot right there when he when he opened up the tent and did that. It reminded me of. Did you ever see Burn After Reading, Jesse? No. Oh, are you are you ever gonna watch Burn After Reading? Maybe not. 
Well, now you're not. Uh, burn after reading. Spoiler: There's a scene where Brad Pitt does that coming out of a closet, where like he's like surprise, and then oh, boom, you know what? he gets shot. I do remember he that scene. Shot. I do remember that scene. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, no, like wait, wait, they can't do that with this show. But like, it was that same sort of like, why would you do that? These people on the run, like they they think their lives are in danger. You're opening up this tent, like even just approaching the tent, I feel like they're gonna see your shadow. They're gonna get freaked out. And but like opening it like that, I was like, oh my god, you're so lucky they didn't have a gun on them. <laughs> Oh yeah. fuck me! But um, I like the way yeah, I like what's up. I like sorry, the way the show ended. Um, just wondering how that's gonna play out for for them. For the Kennelmans, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, Jimmy ends up defending them. I don't know, but they already have that lawyer, so I don't know. But or or does he play a, a bit of a middleman? Like he's like, all right, got to got to play a, play the Kettleman side, but also play a Nacho side as well. Maybe try to fleece the Kettleman side a, a little bit of money, maybe some hush money, maybe some trying to like I'm gonna keep you safe money, something. Raise the money. I don't know. I don't know. He's like he's, he's going to do something, and he might even have his hand forced by the Kettleman. So if they're going to see that he knows about the money, and they're going to freak out, and he's going to have to sort of contain whatever mess comes from that. Um, but uh, we'll we'll find out on Monday. Let's go ahead and get into uh, top five. Oh, uh, sorry. Right before we do that, let me let me just ask you, what do you think of the show after this third episode? Oh, it was awesome. Like someone brought up a point. Someone asked me a question: Would you watch this show if it wasn't if you'd never seen Breaking Bad? Or Breaking Bad yes. never existed. Yes. Yes, I would. But the guy Easily. said he said no, and I was like, "You're out of your mind." F- fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I I would appreciate the show more if yeah. Breaking Bad not existed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I don't think I'll watch it right away. I don't think the hype will be there, but I still think it would have been a great show. Like, I probably catch it like second seasons. Even we're talking about it, like, "Oh, this show is awesome. Mm-hmm. You guys are to watch it. I'd watch it." It'll be. Oh, see, awesome. that's why that's why this show even already like it's it's doing well because of that Breaking Bad hype, but it's essentially the type of show that I feel like I have to champion because yeah. no one's, no one's, like, not enough people are paying attention to it. It's like, this is quality TV. You guys need to support this sort of this sort of stuff. It's good. Let's watch it. Yeah. But, okay, so, yeah. So, moving on, uh, we, we finished TV. TV's great. Um, well, one show, <laughs> really one show, I guess. Yeah. And then the other show's good, too. So, you know, whatever. TV's, TV's good enough until we get Game of Thrones and, like, True Detective and Hannibal back. Like, we're, we're, we're straight for now. <laughs> and Mad Men. Mad Men! Mad Men's in April, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Mad, it comes out at the same time Game of Thrones does. Oh, that's going to be a rough, rough time. It's a good thing we record on Tuesdays. 